Hey guys, Chris Murphy here. I've got the amazing J.H. Tepley here today. Hey, Jay. Hello there. And Jay helps train elite spiritual forces. And so if you want to be successful, strong, and ahead of the game, then this is definitely the video you want to watch uh, today. I've learned so much from Jay about my mastery. Uh, really helped change my life around. People, negative people in my life, uh, making big decisions like when I went to Nepal and, and sort of put my business on hold my, my life because it didn't feel right so and she was saying listen to this inner voice um, and, and be strong in yourself so Jay with what you teach uh, with what is the importance of mind mastery and what are the common things you see in people who come to you and, and want help all right so firstly what is mind mastery think about calisthenics of the mind so think about strength training but not just for your body, but for your mind as well. So as a unit, as a, as a person, like as a living being, uh, every one of us has not just our body, but our minds as well. And right now in the times that we live in, and in military terms, it's actually referred to as VUCA. So very uncertain and very stressful times for many people. And in those kind of times, it's the strength of your mind that decides on whether you win or lose. And actually, um, in many cases, even your survival, you know, your, your prosperity, your success as a person depends on how strong you are and how resistant you are uh, to those uncertain and ambiguous circumstances that we're in. And so what mind training allows you to do, it allows you to, just as you said, stay ahead of the game, uh, stay strong when other people give up and be able to navigate with much more certainty and confidence through um, this very turbulent times that we're living in. Absolutely. Thanks for sharing that, Jay. And, and you've written a few great books. I've got one book here, uh, Lightwatch Chronicles, and um, your last book, uh, Codex, which I've read, which, which I found fascinating. Um, it's the Warrior's Reality Manual, as you put it. Yep, it's um, this one. That one I don't right know if there. you can see, it's a bit bright. Yeah, it's quite uh, bright. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's, uh, if, if we do it this way. Yeah, yeah there we go. We'll leave a link to go. that. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm curious to know what, what brought you to write that book. And this is this is a chapter, I guess, in, in your life at the moment, focusing on, on that area. So, so what is the need for people right now to, to read this book? What are they going to take from it? Right, well, as it says, uh, it's a reality manual. So basically, um, if you want to drive a car, they give you a driving manual to read. So you understand the rules, you understand what to do, you understand how to react uh, if there is an emergency. Uh, and you understand how to drive safely. So um, same with the flight manual, you know, if you want to be a pilot, likewise, uh, they give you some, something else to understand the principles on which your, your moving forward is going to be based. So uh, the codex is designed for everyone who wants to become a greater, more elite version of themselves to navigate reality in the best possible way. And what it has in it is an explanation about the most common mental traps that people fall into and also how to develop yourself in a way that you would become actually happy and fulfilled to live your life. You would live a legacy and even though you know you, you may be not a famous person, it's not about that. Everyone 
leaves a legacy. Everyone is here for a reason. So you have a purpose in this world, and so do I, and so does everyone else who's watching this. And for most people, it's quite obscure, you know, most people think, oh, you know, living my purpose, it must have something to do with my career or, uh, you know, my bank account or whatever. But it's not that from the universe's point of view, we all have a purpose that we have to follow. And <clears throat> it's funny, you know, um, the principle of marketing, I think Napoleon Hill actually said that if you give enough people what they want, you can get anything you want. And so funnily enough, is the same with the universe. So if you give the universe what it wants, it will give you whatever you want. Now, the question, what does the universe want, right? Everyone and everything here has a purpose and has a desire of some kind. So the universe has as well. And its purpose and its desire for you is to grow to the most elite version of you, to the highest version of you. And the closest you follow to that desire, that blueprint, uh, the more fulfilled and empowered your life is going to be. And it transforms, I mean, beyond belief. Like it's difficult to explain in words. You have to experience that to see what I mean. It literally just flips over and suddenly you are in a, in like a, a superhero reality, so to speak, in real terms. So no fluff, uh, no wishy-washy um, ideas. It's all about achieving something concrete and being able to enjoy it. So in the codex, it tells you what to do and what not to do, not to uh, sabotage your progress, but instead how to support yourself and others on this journey to a greater spiritual evolution. Yeah, thanks for sharing all that, Jay. And I can relate to a lot of that. And while, while I was reading it, it, it was just really speaking to me and I kind of felt, I didn't feel alone on this journey. It was like, we're, we're all warriors and, and, and here's, here's the manual, here's what to do day-to-day -day right. life. And, um, and a lot of things sometimes like, yeah, you, you mentioned about reading, the importance of, of, of your, yeah, your mind, what you're putting in your mind, spending time watching TV and, and all of this sort of stuff that doesn't work. And, you know, I found it so useful. Um, so, yeah, I, I, one of the things that stuck out for me, and I know you talked about in the last talk, was values and what you said about the universe giving you what you want. And I did find it fascinating that you said, for example, people say they value their family and they spend all the time on their own or people value money and then they're, exactly. they're, they're terrible with their finances. So everyone seems to have so many different values. You know, you, you were saying more is focusing specifically on, on the values that that mean the most for you so for example with me it's things like self-improvement growing which is always there if I don't do that then I just am not happy mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely I'm actually really glad that you mentioned that because it's a really important topic so the bottom line of everything we do in life is this your life is determined by your priorities full stop not wishes, not desires, not goals, not aspirations, only your priorities. Because your priorities uh, is that underlying driving force um, that underpins everything you do. And so just as you said, some people say, oh yeah, family is like my highest value. And they live on their own and they don't even have a girlfriend. So clearly their value is something else. And same like someone says, oh, my value is health and healthy uh, lifestyle. And then they uh, continuously fail to have a good diet or to go to sleep uh, at 
reasonable times or exercise. And actually, I spoke to someone recently and he was like, yeah, my value is to uh, become a stronger version of myself. And I said, okay, so do you do any martial arts? Oh no, uh, do exercise. No, not really, I can't really bring myself to. Um, like, what time do you go to sleep? I don't know, about 3 a.m., 4 a.m. And I'm like, okay, so what do you do all day? Oh, I'm just sitting around thinking how I could uh, live a better life. And I'm like, okay, uh, well, this is not how it works. So there are loads of people who sit around, think of how they would like their finances improve, but they never actually do anything in terms of they don't, they don't look at the market, they don't see um, or learn about new opportunities to invest. Uh, they don't learn like business strategies to make their business work. So uh, values is a number one thing that determines on the quality and the direction of your life. So what you want to do is to, you want to first find out what your true values are, not what your ego is telling you, but your true values. And the true values, remember this, your true values are always manifested in your life, every single time. So if you want to find out what your values are, all you need to do is to look around and see what your life manifests. So let's say, if you've got a lot of something and it can be anything. You see, uh, one of the rules of the universe is that we are always abundant. So we're always wealthy by definition. However, that wealth is not necessarily reflected in money. So whatever you put your energy into and to your attention grows and, is, and expands. And whatever expands is your wealth. So see what you, what is your wealth? So it could be, uh, for example, like knowledge. So some people have lots of books. Um, some people, um, like one of my students, and you know him as well, um, he like he works out every chance he gets. So he's like the strongest person I know. So this is his wealth and his priority. Um, but I'm, I'm giving you some positive examples, but it can be a negative example because some people actually focus on the negatives and they make themselves wealthy uh, in the currency of um, stress and annoyance and anxiety, because this is what they focus on. This is what their priority is. So the priority uh, is not necessarily something that moves you forward. Um, it can be that someone has a negative priority that actually hinders them and keeps them small and pushes them back. So someone's priority could be to always be scared and always hide without them realizing so to realize that, you just have to look around, see what your life manifests, mm. see what you have in abundance in your life. And through that, you will discover your priority. Now, it may be something that your ego doesn't really like because the ego only likes um, shiny things, uh, glorious things, things that make you look good to other people. So it may be that what you discover is not necessarily something that your ego likes, but you have to have the strength to uh, disregard it and to push it aside and actually keep persevering. And this is why you need uh, some tools to win with your ego, because uh, the ego is quite a potent, powerful um, adversary. So you want to uh, have some tools to keep it under control and actually tame it and train to serve you. So this is why uh, this book is so good because it gives you um, the tools amongst everything else that it teaches you. It also gives you the tools of how to win with your mind and control your mind 
and direct its enormous potential in the avenue that would really serve you and transform your life. Yeah, Jay, as, as I was saying, yeah, the book, the book is amazing. All that stuff you're saying with values is great. And I think what you mentioned, especially when you used the example of, of one of your students, just how values can change. You know, my value, I never used to really value money. Um, I never looked after, but now I've learned all about finances and uh, sorry, all about investing. And I, I check, track my money and all of this stuff. And I see it as being, you know, having your independence and your own personal freedoms and being able to manifest what you want. So I think, I think those do change. I was curious to get your thoughts on, on what, what happens with people who are, you know, trying to succeed in the materialistic world or that, you know, they're getting all this praise and validation um what, what would you say is happening with them because for example they're not happy uh let's use an example i know you did mention you mentioned someone like elon musk um yeah uh who who's probably just working really hard and what i found interesting is the other day he had a massive kind of it looked like he was having a meltdown because mm. he was saying all this stuff about bitcoin and um and he was arguing with people online yeah i know he, he crushed it <laughs> yeah so I'm, I'm just uh but yeah he was taking it out and he's like arguing with people and it, it seems that you know, it seemed like he was losing it. Like, um, so, so mm. what, what sometimes happens when people are either working too hard or they're, they're trying to get validation from people, what, what are their values, do you think? And are they perhaps unhappy because they're, they're focused on getting validation or, or working too much and when they shouldn't be? Um, well, there is that for sure. But I would say that in case of people like Elon Musk and everyone who is an influencer of some kind, uh, there is more than that because um, there are certain forces in the universe like immaterial forces that we can't really see but we can uh, see the result of uh, their action so uh, some of those forces we refer us to forces of good and evil um, i refer to them as light and darkness or shadow this is because it's more accurate because for most people uh, evil is quite an obscure concept that they don't really relate to. But essentially, uh, the shadow is the absence of the light, and the light is where we belong as people. This is our home. This is our true essence. So if someone forgets that, they, uh, they start degenerate. They start falling apart. And again, in the codex, it's actually explained what happens if you turn away from your true essence and you start doing something that your ego tells you or your peers or the outside world is telling you. And you absorb it as your body on some level, but it's not congruent with your true values. So your ego believes something, but your true inner core disagrees with that. And it starts an internal war. And what happens if the ego is strong enough to push in that direction that the world imposed on you and against your true values and true priorities? Uh, the person can actually start crumbling apart from the inside. And a big part of what's happening to Elon Musk is just that, because what he truly wants, I mean, his essence, his soul, so to speak, wants, and what he was told to believe is a good thing, do not much. And that, that contrast, um, that discrepancy, that split is actually destroying him from the inside. And you can, see it, uh, you can see it in his face, you can see it in his body. Like look at his photos from a few years back and look at his photos now. He looks like he's dying inside. And I think it's pretty obvious 
even for someone who doesn't have extended perception. So extended perception is a skill that I teach, is where you can look at someone and see their true essence. Yeah. So you see their, their energy rather than just their physical face. But even if you don't have that skill, just simply looking at his photos mindfully, you will see what's happening to the person. He's, he's literally destroying himself. So uh, that, unfortunately, I see in many entrepreneurs. So it's not just Elon Musk, but many people who were told to pursue certain goals uh, for the wrong reasons. So it's, it's a bit less straightforward than we're told to believe. It's like, yeah, get rich, you will be happy. It's like, this is, this is all, right? And if it were that simple, uh, then all rich people would be super happy, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, how simple would that be? And there was actually um, research done on that, on the level of happiness in the rich and famous. And so the researchers went around looking at the index of happiness um, with those really, really famous people. And what they discovered, that they were actually the most miserable people yeah. Uh, because their levels of depression and even suicidal depression, um, you know, derealization and things like that were soaring compared to just the usual Joe. And uh, I'm not saying that being rich is bad. It's by no means bad. It's great if it's aligned with your highest priorities because it's not about uh, having like five houses or you know, flying by a private jet everywhere. Because if you feel miserable inside, it doesn't matter how many private jets you've got, it's not going to help. So um, what I'm trying to explain here is that if you want to be really, really happy, you have to follow that unique blueprint that you have in you, living your purpose. And usually, you become financially independent as a side effect of it. Because as I said at the beginning, if you give the universe what it wants, it will give you what you want. So if you follow the blueprint, if you grow, if you develop yourself into a higher, more elite version of you, if you serve the world, so if your self-development is not about you, it must never be about you. It's about your service to the world. So if you do that the right way, usually you will get everything you need to support you on, the, on this journey. And I see this over and over again. But if someone gets distracted by just the side effects and tries to chase the side effects instead of trying to achieve the main goal, they usually start feeling really miserable. And I would say that this, uh, this depression is actually, uh, is actually your friend in a way, because what it's trying to do, it's trying to show you that you're doing something wrong. It's trying to bring you back on track to your ultimate happiness. It's actually there for you to show you that it's, it's like a, <laughs> an error message popping up in your system saying, hey, you know, hey, mate, uh, there is a problem with that code you're writing right now. <laughs> there are some errors I've highlighted. Please fix them. But most people actually try to just suppress it and keep persevering with those errors in their code. And then they try to <laughs> turn it on and it's not working. It's like, well, what have I done wrong? When they had those little bells and whistles all along. So uh, by following a blueprint explained in the codex, it actually saves you from uh, many of those uh, trials and struggles because what you can do, you can actually just do the right thing right from the start. So you don't have to learn from your pain. You don't have to learn the hard way. 
you can choose to learn an intelligent, a smart way where you just see what's wrong, like what can go wrong from the beginning and simply implement it right from the start. And that would shorten your journey by years. I mean, years, many of my students said like, oh my God, I've learned with you. Um, in like three months time, I've learned more than in 20 years prior of, of my spiritual training. So this is what it does. Yeah, Jay, it's, it's amazing. I mean, I, everything you were saying that I could, I could relate to. I think that was because we, we talked about, we, we know people who like in the sort of dating industry, guys who perhaps just chase more women or they have more of a mask and more of an ego. And I think yeah. when, when, when I first met you, I, I was kind of involved in that world, but also looking to get, say, more people to my meetups attached to that. Mm-hmm. And then that side of me, me died in a way um and then and then you appeared you know when they sort of say the master i'm sure you probably refer to it in in, in all your books really you know the master will, will appear when when you need yeah when the like student a, is ready when the student's ready i kind of like a yoda and i think that's one of the greatest gifts from the universe when you're really willing to self-inspect um mm. and be very vulnerable someone will appear in your life i, I found even with marcus for example um, a good friend of ours who who t- who's teaching me calisthenics now when I was literally at the point where it's like my back is absolutely killing me I want to to learn how to grow naturally and um, you know support my back and and just have good flexibility and strength yeah. and, and, then, and then he appeared and, and and started saying I'll teach you if you want and, uh, and and sort of so so that's great and one of the things I think I'd learned from you what you said last time I found really interesting is what you said you're if you want to know what's in your subconscious or in your shadow, just look at your life right now. Um, and it could be that you're pointing fingers at Elon Musk and saying he's the bad guy or, or this or that. Or I think what, what I found in my life is there's a lot of people around me not taking action, you know, mm. not, not on purpose, not living the life they wanted. And I, I looked to say that that's me. And when I came to you, I was around people who you were like, yeah, don't trust this guy. This guy is not who he says he is. And I was like, why have I attracted these kind of people, these people who are chasing money and materialistic mm. stuff? And it, it was probably at the time what was actually in my shadow. Um, and then I then started to, I went to Nepal for five months, right? And I didn't do anything. And I was 10 times happier than mm. being in London, trying to make enough money to buy a sports car or something you know it just yeah. wasn't it just wasn't part of my purpose it was there was too much resistance so mm. um so I guess the question is yeah just on that on the subconscious like people who want to find out what what is my shadow oh this person annoys me because they don't take action or they don't do this is it's mm. about personal responsibility isn't it it's about understanding what is that telling you about yourself absolutely usually uh, not always by the way, not always, but usually we get annoyed with people who are our mirrors. So who show us the traits <clears throat> that we are annoyed about um, in ourselves. So if you see someone who um, makes the same mistakes as you do, even though you may not realize you're making them. So it could be uh, that you are not, not aware, but then you see that person who reflects that right back at you and it triggers you. So usually it's the case. Um, watch closely for um, who, you are, uh, who you associate yourself with and what annoys you about those people because chances are they are projecting your own shadow towards you and this is why you're triggered. Yeah, no, 100%. could definitely relate to that. I mean, what would you say to people who are, because we can tie this into the question with meditation, 
what, how can people improve their level of self-awareness and also how, how med meditation can fit into that? Because you say that most people don't know how to meditate properly. That's true. Okay, so uh, firstly, I would suggest uh, to do it the right way. <laughs> well, I always suggest to do things the right way. Uh, so most people try to meditate without having built up their uh, mental muscle first. And what I mean by that, meditation is a lot like um, strength training for the mind. And you have to be on a certain level of fitness to really be able to follow it through. And the best way to do it is to start from mindfulness and concentration. So if you train yourself in mindfulness and concentration over time, depends how diligent you are, um, say after a few months, your meditation abilities will improve greatly. So the easiest way to train yourself into mindfulness, and again, um, I'm talking from this book. So the easiest way to train yourself in mindfulness is to set uh, an alarm reminder on your phone three to five times a day. I suggest five. And every time the alarm goes off, just look around you and without judgment, simply describe to yourself what you're feeling, uh, what you're doing, why, who are the people who may be around you at the time? How do you feel about them? How do you feel about where you're right now and what you're doing? How does your body feels? You know, notice your breathing and then relax your taut muscles, relax your breathing and continue with your day. So it's not going to take you more than, I'm obviously <laughs> taking some time to describe it in words, but it's not going to take you more than say 10, 15 seconds. And no matter how busy you are, you can always take 10 seconds out of your day to look around. So this is why it's so good because it gives you no excuse. You can always, even if you're driving, you can still notice uh, how you're sitting, how you're breathing, what's around you, which is actually good for a driver to be aware of what's around you at this moment. So uh, doing this five times a day is going to create a habit of paying attention to things that are around you, um, how you carry yourself, how you breathe, how you stand. And the way you carry yourself and the way you breathe has a tremendous impact on your body, on your health and your meditation. So having done that or trained yourself in that for a bit, then you can start meditating. And again, use the progression. I would really suggest using uh, the, um, again, uh, the sevenfold meditation method from here, because meditation is like the physical exercise. If you go too fast, too hard, and too soon, you can damage or strain yourself. Same as you can strain your muscles and ligaments, you can strain your mind. So you want to do it in progressions. And the best way to meditate is to first relax your body. If you don't know how to do it, many of us surprisingly don't because we forget, because we always have those really taut muscles. It's just called body armoring. And many of us forget how to relax properly. So if if you're one of those people watching this, uh, go and check on my video, uh, my video on my YouTube channel about how to start the meditation the right way. So uh, having relaxed your body, this is what puts you into the better brain waves, the meditation brain waves, uh, the alpha, sorry, because normally we are in the better. Mm. We think, speak, uh, analyze, like 
I'm talking to you right now, you're listening to me, we're both in beta, but you can never meditate in beta because your mind is too fast. It's spinning too fast. You will have lots of thoughts basically assaulting you as soon as you try to meditate in that state. And this is where many people um, stumble as well because they think, I try to meditate, I sit down and suddenly all those thoughts appear and they just won't stop. Well, that means that your brain is still doing its better brainwaves work, which you don't want. And to slow it down, you have to relax your body. So it goes into alpha, it slows down, and now you have a clearer, calmer space in your mind to meditate. And obviously you can slow down your brain even more to theta, for example, which is a more advanced technique. So I, I don't recommend it for the beginners because it's, it's harder to do. But to bring yourself uh, from the beta, really quick thinking brainwaves into relaxed, uh, observant, mindful brainwaves of alpha, this is what you need to do if you want to meditate in a powerful way. Yeah, great, Jay. Thanks for sharing all that. And it's good to, to, to be more aware of that. I think when you took us through the meditation in the last talk, I was like, whoa, I seem to have got to a, a difference. Sometimes it's not a case of just sitting there. And uh, I think sometimes it's, it's kind of like, sometimes I felt like I, I got to meditation by, by maybe, maybe not knowing exactly what I was doing. Mm -hmm. But then the difficulty I found is then teaching other people how to do it. Um, because maybe I don't understand it to a, to a level and an extent that you do. Um, and like you said, you always use the example of it. It's like going to the gym and a workout for the body is a workout for the mind. And, and I think that's, that's one way. And, and people just disregard it. They don't, they don't spend the time. And I think that's one thing you always get across in your books and with your teaching that it is a solution. And normally after you've done a talk for me, you'll normally get everyone queuing up at the end, wanting to do a workshop where you're going to teach people. They're like, please teach me. And, uh, you know, what I thought would be good to touch on, you, you do have a lot of, uh, comparisons to, uh, like Star Wars and, and like Jedi's and I know you you had some articles written in the newspapers didn't you and oh yeah uh, yeah the Guardian so, I was on the BBC as well yeah the BBC so I'm just wondering yeah what what's what's the fascination with all that and relating that to the mind and and, and the force and, and you sort of say that you know the force is real right it's, it's actually in, in real life you know in, in comparison to, to like it is in the movie well um as I always say I didn't choose the Jedi life. The Jedi life chose me because uh, even before I've ever watched the films, uh, people always called me a real life Jedi. Uh, this is because of what I do, the nature of my work, um, you know, training the mind and using the energy, which is what the Jedi refer to as the force. It really exists, not in a way it's shown in the movies, but it does exist. You can use it to heal. You can use it to do all sorts of things. And so um, because of that, people would refer to me as a Jedi. And so eventually what I decided to do is to start a charity uh, club teaching lightsaber choreography to people. That was before the dark times, before the COVID. So uh, I had this charity club I was running uh, jointly with another guy. And we were teaching people a lightsaber choreography because it's a brilliant way to stay mindful keep fit and at the same time have some fun because it looks awesome you know it looks amazing so uh, because of that uh, some of the media picked up on my work and they were like oh you know 
there is uh, some real life Jedi actually teaching Jedi stuff. And uh, it was a funny story because for this charity work, I needed the costume. I never had a costume. People still thought I was a Jedi, even without the costume. But I thought I would do it proper. So uh, for this charity club, I had a costume made. And when I went to the people who were making those costumes, um, it's a husband and a wife. And um, so the husband went out somewhere and the wife was just adjusting all those things you know I was trying them on and at that moment uh, the husband came back and he looked at me and he was like oh my god I've made so many costumes for people because that's that's what they do they make genetic costumes and they're like I've made so many costumes for so many people but I've never seen anyone who would look just real it's like you are a Jedi master and I, I can see it I can feel it like you're not wearing costume you're actually congruent with it and I'm like well I guess it's because I'm the closest thing to a Jedi in this universe I didn't say that but this is what most people um sense did down anyway so this is how it basically all came together because uh because my training is so close to that and I, I never call it a Jedi training but people just would call it themselves. And when I started doing this choreography charity club, uh, it was called Aria Sabres. And this is how we got on the uh, Channel 5 uh, Jeremy Vine show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and did some, uh, actually some like fight with lightsabers as well. That was so fun. Uh, it's, I, th- I think you can find it. Oh yeah, it's, it's on my YouTube channel, by the way. So if you want yeah, to yeah, see that. it, uh, yeah, there is a there is a snippet from it. So anyway, um, because of that, it looks awesome. It helps so many people. And the idea of the charity was to train people uh, to, uh, apart from obviously being keep uh, being fit and strong, to train people to use their mind for good, to use their mind to improve their health, their life, and specifically to combat depression and suicide because what I've discovered that people who suffer from depression and anxiety and suicidal thoughts usually is because they have not found a way to truly align with their purpose. And as soon as they do, those symptoms literally disappear. Like they they don't need to do anything else. As soon as they get on the right path, they have no more errors in their system. So all those negative experiences, all that pain just dissipates and they're free. And I think it's it's amazing. So this is something I'm really passionate about, and this is why, yeah, uh, this is why I started doing it. Yeah, no, definitely, you can definitely tell. I remember at one point we had a group of people, didn't we? On on a Saturday, we we had like 20, 30 people in a group who would come every Saturday to to we'd meditate together. It would be a great community, and um, it was just we really felt like we were doing some you've just felt like you're doing something good in the world and maybe you could touch on that you said something about 100th 100th monkey last time where i guess if you know one person's doing something how that kind of spreads to other people and sometimes it's like by you aligning with your values and yourself absolutely particularly in these times do you think it's yeah you create space for other people to grow absolutely absolutely everything we do not just echoes in eternity but it also ripples through the fabric of existence so to speak Mm. it influences other people around us even if we're not aware of it and even if those people are not aware so you may not be saying anything to them but if you are on the path 
and you know with the capital p if you're on the path if you're doing the right thing just by the value of your presence other people feel uplifted and again i've seen it many times with my students as well like wherever they appear other people start feeling better mm. just just like that they don't even know who that person is but it's like um you know like on the mundane level uh, i don't know you if you've ever seen um like real spiritual force uh, real special forces like like the delta squad or anyone else in action so when they walk in something changes in the room and even if they're wearing civil clothes and they don't say who they are they walk in and something changes because they have this powerful presence so the reason why i call my training spiritual forces is because we have a very similar effect and we train to the point where we walk into the room and the energy of the room transforms and you don't need to say anything but suddenly people realize some things that they've never realized before you know they start feeling physically better uh, their depression lifts um like mm. good things start happening in their lives, you know? And this is, these effects are real. And this is why mm. you say, well, force is real. Yes, you can, you can call it the force. Um, I call it the light. Essentially, it's the same thing. It's mm. something that exists everywhere around us. It sustains us, but you can also project it outwards from yourself and bring a real difference in the lives of other people. Yeah, absolutely, Jane. And like I can say, it's, it's, it's interesting at, at the moment, this, this, as I've started to take more action and put more stuff out there, you know, do more of these interviews, do more meetups, do all of this stuff. I've now seen people around me who for years never did anything, always said they were going to do all this stuff. And now mm -hmm. they're just getting themselves out there. And it's like, yeah. But then you also have people who, who do naturally just drop off and you, you kind of it's like you naturally separate as well which, which I, do, I do find interesting and, and maybe the final thing to touch on which i thought so you, you obviously have the force right and there's the dark side of the force as you said say the absence yeah. of light and you, you mentioned at the end of the talk you, you said that these like darker forces are uh, very prominent in, in the world right now um, that's right so, so so maybe just uh yeah just what, what's happening there and and uh, from your from your perspective and, and how that relates to people's mind, maybe the overall mood and energy levels of people. I guess people are perhaps stuck okay. in their house, thinking negatively, um, and what what we can best do. Right. Well, uh, yes, it's interesting to see how so many people, even people who were never trained in any spiritual arts, can pick up on that. Uh, but they ascribe it to uh, mainly just COVID and being basically prisoners in their homes which uh, obviously is, is quite depressing and overwhelming but it's only one part of the equation it's only one element of what's going on because if uh, someone is mindful enough what you can notice is that you might you know some of us depends on, on the nature of our work might have spent some time at homes anyway even prior but we never felt the way that we feel right now mm. because the energy has changed and right now a lot of really dark energies were unleashed into the world and the sum total of those energies bring many people down especially sensitive people so if you feel suddenly like you never had any problems but suddenly you feel more anxious and overwhelmed and depressed and kind of suffocating like you can't really bring yourself to do anything 
you know, this kind of a state, lethargic. Uh, that is because um, you, you're exposed to those really dark energies, really unhealthy, uh, ruinous energies. And basically breathing them in or being exposed to them is like uh, breathing in a dirty, polluted air. It just brings you down, you know, it's, it's slowly um, poisons you. So this is what's happening to many people. It, they get basically slowly poisoned by those energies and those negative side effects that you're experiencing in your mind are due to that. So uh, I know that the, um, the current paradigm, the social system right now, um, it, it basically tells you that there must be something wrong with you and then you have to learn to tolerate it or you have to learn to accept it or what's not. But the truth is, uh, if you react like that, it's like the same as you were suffocating from dirty air. There is nothing wrong with you. Your system is working fine and it's reacting, responding in the right way uh, to what's going on around you. So the best way to counteract that is A, be aware of that. So not allow your ego to get frightened or get basically um, just dragged into that because the ego loves the excitement of any kind. And if you're fearful, if you're guilty, if you're upset, that is excitement for the ego as well. So it loves it. So don't let the ego drag you to that state of undue excitement about it, but instead um, stand your ground and say, okay, so I'm, I'm feeling this way. I'm feeling the way I'm feeling be mindful about it okay so i've got this negative things going on in my mind negative thoughts and negative emotions and once you've realized that now you can take the next step which is either cleansing yourself energetically uh, or putting a shield and i would suggest both so cleansing yourself energetically is really simple uh, you need to close your eyes go into the alpha state remember the alpha state is important so go into the alpha state and you imagine a very strong and powerful waterfall of golden energy falling through above, from above and through you, like if you were transparent, well, which you are for energy. So it's like a shower, uh, but it goes all the way through you and it washes out all the particles of negative energy. Well, obviously we don't talk about energy in particles, but we don't really have adequate units to measure it. So any tiny spark of negative energy is being taken out and taken away from you and into the ground, okay? And after that, surround yourself with shells. Um, I don't have the time right now to explain how to do it, but I've got a video on YouTube on my Ari Creek channel where you can learn how to do it step by step. And as soon as you do it, I promise you, if that was the case of the way you were feeling, you will start feeling better straight away. I mean, straight away. So you don't need to do anything else. Uh, but, uh, well, obviously there are many reasons why people may feel out of source. But if you're uh, feeling down, feeling anxious, feeling depressed was due to the negative energy uh, being spread around right now, just doing these two things is going to help you enormously. Yeah, thanks for sharing that, Jay, with a couple of practical um, tips for people. I can definitely relate to, in the beginning, I think uh, this time last year, I was, wasn't was perhaps in, in such a good place, uh, but I feel now I've changed, but then I, I, yeah, like you said, more more being aware of your own mind and yeah, the negative thoughts there, the energy is low, you just become aware of it and move past it and don't let it bring you down. 
and um, and I think what I see people now who are who are still finding it difficult, struggling. I think that's where we can come in and, and best help them with uh, with that. So yeah, I think I think we're going to look to start wrapping up now, Jay. I think it's been it's been an amazing uh, amazing interview. As always, and I'm sure we'll have, we'll have you back. So, so for those of you watching or listening, do uh, do look to check out Jay when she's next. I'm sure we'll have her soon again for for another talk. Um, and check out her YouTube video. Definitely give the book a read. Uh, recommend probably the physical copy so you can refer to it. But at the same time, you can get them on Kindle, which is awful, but the physical copy is more beautiful as well. Yeah, exactly. Especially you've got some great bookshelves like you've got Jay right there. Um, so, so yeah, Jay, uh, any, any final things to leave people on in terms of how to best um, at the moment to, uh, to, to use their mind? <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say stay mindful. Uh, what is happening is not about you. Mm. You're only reacting to it. So stay mindful, be aware and train your mindful strength and look for ways of finding how to live your purpose. And I mean, you can come to me or you can come to whoever else you trust, but get yourself on this journey because it's going to empower you against all this turbulence that we are experiencing right now. If you know what you stand for, then you are unshakable and invincible. And this is what you want to have right now. Amazing stuff, Jay. Yeah, just what I love about you. Always really empowering. Could just listen to you talk <laughs> for hours and, uh, and also just, yeah, just how you keep growing and, and you, you know, different, uh, say, image or look and you bring out a new book and, and there's new, it's, it's not like it, everything's just the same, things are evolving, the world's changing. So it's great that Absolutely. you're always catching up with, with the current times. All right, Jay, so uh, I guess I will see you soon. Take care. Take care. My pleasure. And thank you again for inviting me. See you now.